0: hey it's renal welcome back to the show quick talks with renal this week's guest i got my guy seven g's one of our favorites for being here man uh you know just let you know who you are which what do you do um yeah i am seven g's um I mainly uh, just rap for fun Do open mic shows, uh, performances But also have my own clothing line uh, It's G7 Apparel uh, You can check it out on Instagram Plug it in later <laughs> okay. well, no, How long you been rapping? Um, 10 years bro. 10 years you been rapping? Mm, yeah, like, well I, I started Like writing since like 2010 But like before that when I was just like a young kid in high school, even like towards the end of middle school, I started like just playing around, just like freestyling over beats. Okay. Um, I don't know if you know the site uh, called Sound SoundClick. SoundClick, now what is that? It's actually like SoundCloud before SoundCloud. <laughs> okay. So, like you. Uh, Wait, was MySpace before SoundCloud? MySpace was MySpace. Yeah, but SoundClick is was like strictly for like uh, beat makers and producers. Oh, okay. Beat so like you go on there, you find beats online um, for free, or sometimes people will like lease them or whatever. So I used to go in there all the time and just like rap over like just instrumentals that I used to hear. But it was just like for fun. I never really like wrote anything down or anything. It was just for fun. But then like my later years in college, I started to like write stuff down, and that's where my whole, um, you know rapping journey began. Now when you started rapping, like who was your inspiration? Like who's your artist? Um I mean in the beginning it was just, you know, a whole bunch of artists. I never really had that one inspiration, no? But um If you we gotta do all right, I'm gonna ask you this I gotta ask this. This is your rapper <laughs> top five. Uh gotta give you a top five. <laughs> I'm gonna give okay. you my top five. Okay, but okay you first. Um, I gotta judge you. I'm, I'm gonna start from five down. I actually changed this recently but okay. Um, My number five is uh, actually Big Pun. So, respect. Um, My number four is LL. Okay. My number three is Nas. Number two for me is Biggie. And number one, of course, is Tupac. My top five, it's, I'm gonna go, Nas is number five. Okay, okay. Jay, number four. Okay. I don't, it's very, people are judgmental on this. Um, Number three, Kanye West. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have put him that high. know he got a little crazy on us, you know, Trump thing, hey, whatever bro. Yeah. I don't respect that. But he had classic albums Okay, with a okay. wave and you know, that backpack rap he started that. And number two, I say pun because he's able to rap in Spanish and English and still makes sense. And that's super hard. Okay. And number one. We had it all the way straight until number one. Like, it's always hard to pick number one. I was like, Dmx. Okay, yeah. actually, um, Dmx is my number eight. So I think I like know, him more. You no, know, number seven actually. Really? Yeah. I like Dmx more because it's more personality than his actual lyrical abilities. But I always like that he never changed. Cause you know, he. This is a time where everyone's had to censored their music. He's never censored it. He was still cussing and they yeah. bleep it on M T V. Barely could hear the song. Yeah. But he sticked to his, his uh material. And I feel like DMX is one of those rappers where his music transcends over time. Like yeah. you could listen to like, you know, any of his songs like 10, 15 years from now and it'd still be a party hit. Exact. Still be a club hit. So, club yeah, yeah. Everybody would just go crazy when once they hear a DMX song. Now, when you started uh, performing, like when's the first time you ever got on stage? Um, actually, four years ago. Four at, years? Uh, Jeanette's other show in um, um, West Palm. Yeah, Lyrical Inc Um, actually, that story is crazy because what got um, you out there? Um, basically, it was just. I mean, I remember going to Lyrical Inc the first time um, back in February of twenty fourteen. And I never seen anything like that before. That was, like, my first time going to, like, an open mic with, like, Spoken World poetry. So, I was like, man, this is, like, nuts. Mm-hmm. So, a um, couple months later, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So, when that show came, I was like, I'm going to perform. So... Before the show started, I was like super nervous Because I was like, oh, I was kind of like The, the nervousness was getting to me And I was like It's a big crowd, it's a very But there's a very supportive crowd Yeah, yeah, so I was very nervous, I was very scared And actually, I didn't even I was actually going to change my mind and not do it Because like the nerves was getting to me um, But then there was this other girl She was performing for the first time So she told me Hey, if you put your name on the list, I'm going to put my name on the list, too. And a girl, okay, so a girl <laughs> got him on, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. you, a lady, a girl got him to perform. dog at uh, the very power. last minute, man, I put my name down first, and the rest is history from there. All right, man. Uh, when it, after you, how did you feel? Obviously, you were nervous when the first time you performed, but when you got off, how did you feel? Like I actually felt, I can't really remember, but um, I felt like relief, like, whew, I always feel like that after you know i perform it's kind of like you know before you go on stage it's kind of like before you ride a roller coaster like you're waiting in line you're like i do butterflies butterflies getting in your stomach you're like all antsy and all nervous and then when you get on stage it's like once you're actually on the ride at that point so everything is kind of like calmed down a little bit and then afterwards it's kind of like like it's over you know so i i remember feeling that way Mm -hmm. but um actually when i heard my performance afterwards i was like cringing because i never heard my voice over like a mic and you know just performing live so it was really weird for me like hearing that back again yeah, i get that yeah the first time you like listen to yourself it is very cringeworthy because you especially after you've been doing it for so long you try to see like how you progress and everything like that yeah yeah. yeah. now how do you start those writing process like what makes you start writing your own? um i get that I usually write them over beats Like Usually like a beat That like really catches me So like I'll listen to the beat Over and over again And like Even after Like I turn the beat off It'll like Just still be in my head So sometimes I will kind of like Tackle it like Um You asked me before Like who are some of my Inspirations Um Some of my inspirations Are like Drake Um Earl Sweatshirt Um This is rapper Call Ross Dilliams I don't know Yeah he's an underground dude Um Him And um Sir Michael Rocks So a couple of those guys Like really inspired me To like You know Write Write my stuff So When when I go into You know Making my You know Lyrics and whatever I kind of like Listen to the beat And I'm like Okay this sounds like You know like How they have like Tight beats now on YouTube Where yeah. they have like traits. So I kind of tackle it In that aspect Where it's like I listen to a beat was like Okay This is something that Drake will rhyme off to Or this is something that I could uh, I could hear Earl Sweatshirt rhyming on So, like, when I write, I write in the style Of, like, kind of like Drake, like, the flow of Drake Or the flow of Earl Sweatshirt Because, like, the mood is, like, that kind of mood I feel you So, Uh, Since we're talking about writing You can't be a great rapper if someone else writes your rhyme. Yeah, yeah, I used to be a huge stickler on that Like, people, like, especially rappers who have ghostwriters I used to be like, yo, if you're a rapper That's, like, your main Your main thing is the lyrics Like, R&B singers could get away with having ghostwriters Because their vocal sells the song Like, they don't need to actually write their rhymes Because you actually have to have a voice to sing But with rap, you don't really have to, like, carry notes and stuff like that You just gotta spit lyrics So if somebody's doing that for you That's, like, the main part of what rap is So if it's not coming from you, it's coming from somebody else You're just spitting it Then I'm like, yo, you're doing half the job but why do um, singer-songwriters get the, a pass with that? Because they have the natural talent to sing. Like, people, okay. like, ghostwriters who write songs for singers, they may not know how to sing, but they could just write great songs. Some people think that the rhymes don't matter. It's just how it, it comes off and who sells the song and stuff like that. Yeah, I get that. So you're saying that it's okay now? Um, I kind of, like eased up on it, like, um, especially with Drake, because I do feel like you have to have a flow, and I feel like with Drake, like, his flow is just, because if you if, just take anybody from the street who doesn't know how to rap or anything, and somebody say, hey, I'm a ghostwriter for you, and, you know, spit it, and when they spit, they may not know how to spit it, because they're not rappers, they don't know about bars, they don't know about, you know, taking breaks and breath control, they don't know about any of that. So, it's still another side to it. So that's why I kind of had like a change of heart over the whole ghostwriting thing because I feel like, um, yes, the lyrics are important, but also the flow and breath control and everything else is important too. And if you don't have that, then I don't care who's writing for you, it's not going to sound good because you can't just take anybody from the street and say, here, look, I'm gonna write these rhymes for you. Go go in the booth and spit it. They're gonna be like, they're just gonna like read the lines just kind of like how they read a book or something because they don't know when when to stop and. When to start the next line or whatever like that. So, nice. I feel I feel like you know, I mean we're in a different time now too. So you can't go back to the '80s or '90s because those times are over. So now with technology, kind of have to like have a change of mind. Um, almost. Do you think it's matter what the lyrics are? If you write like a okay a song like. Gucci, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. I don't care if you look. that's a, not a great song. Yeah, yeah, It's a poppy, catchy song. Yeah. But if it's a song that it has meaning, like uh, Brendan had a baby. If I found out Tupac didn't write that, that's that's a killer. That that's a that, yeah, song. that's that's true because it's something personal to you know Tupac, and it had a very deep message. And when he, you know, the song had like a lot of emotions to it so i can understand that like you know you hear something like that and then you hear like yo tupac didn't even write that you kind of gonna be kind of bummed about it like yeah. that. man you know that that that's a special song because it hits a special place and for you for it, for it to not come from the original artist is kind of like man it kind of like defeats the purpose of the song kind of i totally feel you man. yeah so um rapper and also entrepreneur um your clothing brand is called what uh, G Seven Apparel. All right. When did you start that up? Um, last September. So about a year now. It was hard, right? Yeah, like um. What actually, was the process behind that? How do you start that? Um, actually, I just looked up online. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I just one day, cause I always had, I had the um the idea around this time last year to just like start my own brand. So I just looked up on Google how to start a T-shirt company, and I ran across a blog site. And they um, wrote about their process and how they started their small t-shirt company. And I found um, a method that I never even heard of before, which makes it so simple for anybody to do. So I just followed that, and, you know, here I am now. That's cool, man. How's the, the struggle been like? Oh, it's a struggle, man. Like, what the difficulties you want to talk about? Um, Yeah, th- basically... Um, The difficulties that I had Was um, just advertising That's the problem that I have now Like just marketing yourself And just like knowing who your target audience is Like going into it, I never had that mindset I always, I just wanted to Just have a brand that represents What I wanted to represent And what is that? Um, Spirituality So, um, I mean Started going to church like in 2011 You know, I started Then I started doing a little bit more research About, you know ancient religions and different philosophies and it kind of just opened my mind up to this whole new world of like you know, being spiritual and you know, what this kind of life is about spiritually and I learned so many things about that and that's like my main I love, you know deep philosophical stuff I love spirituality, I love thinking deeply about things about the world and about the universe and stuff like that so like, these last, I'll say, five to six years I've been really deep into, like, studying metaphysics And, you know, esoterics and Hinduism and all that stuff So that was, like, the main driving force behind my COVID brand. Like, a lot of my shirts are inspired from ancient, you know, religions Whether it's, like, the ancient Hebrew language Or, like, uh, Judeo-Christian stuff Or even, like, Hindu stuff So, like, that's my main inspiration And it was, when I started it, I wanted to start um, I wanted to, like actually like display my spiritual journey on a canvas which is you know a t-shirt or any kind of product I, I felt like that was like a really unique thing to do and I wanted to basically like tell my spiritual story through art and so that's very, that's very positive man. Yeah. I like that and you've been feeling like you've been able to put that out there like that, that yeah thing? yeah yeah for the most part um I actually like kind of like changed certain things around yeah. so it's still about that but it's also about just finding that inner just reminding yourself that you have a god within you like it's not out there it's not in the sky it's not somebody that's going to come and save you you got to save yourself and i just basically want to remind people that you know you have you are we are all gods because we are creating god's image and believe in that so like the number seven is actually deep because seven means creativity it means free thinking and um, also, like, my mom's birthday has all sevens in it So that's why I, Yeah, yeah, that's uh, why That's why I um, chose that, that name um, And I chose that number um, So set, the number seven is a very spiritual number And I just basically wanted to, like, create something to where it could motivate people And it could inspire people to say, hey, look, you got a greater power inside of you You know, you don't have to follow behind a popular trend You don't have to even follow behind a popular ideology You know, you have We all have unique minds um, We all are created with different thoughts And having different thoughts And we could basically Do what we want to do You don't have to listen to anybody To tell you, you know, how to live your life You know, if you feel like You want to create something that's unique Go and create it um, So that's basically what it's about It's basically about, you know, reminding people that have a true gift everybody has a true gift and just share it with the world man that's dope man all right man it was nice talking to you man thank you for being on this episode really appreciate it uh, talk about your uh, website What what's the name of your website uh g7 apparel so it's g-s-e-v-e-n hyphen apparel.com i didn't tell you about uh your um your instagram and pop. oh yeah instagram seven g's um s-e the number seven e-n-g-e-e-z and i, I just want to go on go off on a little tangent about that everybody's like why you put the number seven between it's an artistic choice man i put that as an artistic choice people get on me because it's like well why do you put the number seven in between because people get confused they don't know how to pronounce it so it's actually seven but um yeah, i was it's, a little confused too yeah he's uh... You I see? like it, though. Yeah. Uh, I expect it. Look, there was a movie that came out years ago with Morgan Freeman I saw called seven. seven, and it has the number What's seven. What's in the box? <laughs> it has the number seven in, in in the word. So I'm like, if they could do it, why can't I do it? And hey, man, do whatever you want to do, man. Just like you just said. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Thank you again, man, uh, for being my guest. This is Quick Talks for Renault. Later. All right, man. Oh.